coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley. It's great to have you listening today. And in today's conversation, we're going to talk about something called hyper-wellness. I love that phrase. And we're going to talk with David Fosses, who is the chief marketing officer of Restore, great brand in Austin, Texas. Welcome, David. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, listen, I want to get, get right into it. Uh, it's exciting stuff that you guys are doing, very innovative, at least from my perspective. And we're going to talk about that today. And so tell me a little bit about Restore, how you landed there, a little bit about the history of the brand. Sure. So Restore is the leading provider of proactive preventative health services. We offer modalities such as IV drips, cryotherapy, mild hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and you know many other modalities within our locations that basically help you feel your best so you can do more of what you love. We now have over 170 locations in about 40 states. And so we'll be essentially the first kind of national brick and mortar based wellness brand in America. I got introduced to Restore three years ago now, right about now, actually. I was leading global brand for a company called WP Engine. It's a platform for building websites. And I, you know, was loving the job, really enjoyed it, loved the people that I was with. I got a call from a, a friend who was an early investor in Restore. Um, so I ultimately took the meeting with our co-founders, Jim Donnelly and Steve Welsh. And once I got an understanding of their vision around the business, and the impact that we could potentially have on consumers' lives, it was kind of hard to say no. Yeah, exactly. I spent a little time uh, researching your brand and I, I know what you mean by that. Tell me a little bit about that, though, that you, know, you guys have a sort of why behind the brand, right? And sort of an ethos that goes with it. Tell, tell me just a little bit about that as we move forward, just kind of there's a big why, I think, behind this, a big vision. Sure. So our mission is to make hyper-wellness accessible and affordable for everyone so people can feel their best and do more of what they love. And when you break that down, there's a kind of couple of elements around that. What is hyper-wellness? Hyper-wellness is our approach to taking a proactive preventative approach to your health and wellness. We've kind of defined it in this framework of nine elements. Think of these elements as you know, cold and heat and light and things like that, that you can build habits around both inside and outside of a restore to help you feel your best. An example of that would be you can take a cold shower in the morning that sets your stress levels so that you can be less stressed throughout the day. But you can also come in to restore and do cryotherapy. And you know you come into a chamber that's going to be negative 160 uh, degrees, and you'll be in there for two and a half to three minutes. And that has all sorts of you know lovely effects on on your health. You know, obviously people know that they've got to drink their their water kind of throughout the day and stay hydrated. Hydration is one of the elements. 
But when you feel dehydrated and you need just a little extra help, you can come in uh, for an IV drip. Same thing with nourishment being one of those elements. You got to eat well outside of her store, but everybody is really kind of insufficient or deficient in some of the, some micronutrients that their body just has trouble either producing or digesting. And so, you know, they can supplement with those with IV drips. So we kind of created this framework of nine elements of hyper wellness to basically give people a framework for how to live their lives, both outside and inside of our store. We want to make hyper wellness more accessible and affordable for everyone. A lot of what we do has been available to athletes and the wealthy for decades what we want to do is make this accessible and affordable for everyone. So, you know, anybody can really kind of access this and be able to feel their best and do more of what they love. And then the kind of last element around this, which is more the long-term vision is really around the idea of health span. Average American lifespan used to be 79 years old in average number of years that people lived was 79 up until basically now it's kind of dropped to about, believe kind of 76 or 77. But the average American health span, which is the number of years that you live relatively disease-free and able to do the things that you love to do is 63. There's a major gap over the last, you know, call it about 15 years of the average American's life where they're developing disease, they're increasingly debilitated, they're less productive, less able to do the things that they love to do. And we believe that over time, as we have more um, kind of clinical research and data around this, and people have been living this lifestyle that we call hyper wellness for longer, people will actually be able to extend their health span and live longer, you know, more productive lives, which we believe can have a you know, dramatic outcome for healthcare costs in America, let alone you know, your productivity and things like that. Exactly. I mean, just I, I think when we were talking earlier, you had mentioned just the quality of life too at the end of your life being higher, right? Being able to do the things you love up until you can't, right? But it's not and spending so many years struggling with your health, right? Which I think is more of a common thing. But with all that being said, and that's a really powerful marketing driver, right? When you have a big why and a big vision, and I know that's one of, one of the things you do really well is to do that for brands. and But with that being said, as we head into sort of this uncertainty, the economy, I read a study recently that CMOs like yourself, you know, most of them and CFOs are concerned about inflation more than a recession, but they're sort of tied together. Bottom line, we have some uncertainty in our, in our future as business owners. How are you, you know, working to sort of recession-proof the business, the brand, the marketing, everything you're doing, not only for the brand, but for the local franchise owners? Yeah, great question. So, you know, one, I always go back to the mission of being, you know, more affordable and accessible for everyone. So we are very price conscious and want to make sure that we, you know, aren't adjusting, you know, increasing our prices because of inflation uh, to the point where, you know, people can't actually afford it. For example, we are very conscious about maintaining our price affordable and accessible. And so it takes a lot. It will take a lot for us to do a price increase. The, the other dynamic though, that I think is there, and I, actually we saw this trend. It was one of the things that excited me before I even started at Restore is there was already a trend towards um, people taking a more proactive and preventative approach to their health and wellness. I think people were starting to kind of come to the acknowledgement that um, if I'm if I wait until I'm sick to go see a doctor or go focus on my health, it's too late. I need to be living a better lifestyle, a more healthy lifestyle, 
every day and building those habits. And so that consumer trend was already happening pre-pandemic. I think the pandemic only accelerated that mindset and put it even more at a level of of importance and top of mind for the average consumer. And we've seen that kind of coming out of that out of the pandemic as people are thinking about this even more. I think the wellness, you know, industry as an industry is seeing tremendous growth right now. Last month in September, we published our first annual hyper wellness report where we actually did a, a national survey of consumers. And what we saw was a lot of what I just shared. People are more likely to more open to trying modalities that you know fit within the hyper wellness lifestyle and our offering people are taking a more proactive approach even younger you know typically you would think of once you're hitting middle age you're not feeling as sharp as focused as you used to maybe you're feeling a little bit of pain, aches and pains that's when you start to think about your health um, but what we're seeing is even kind of uh, younger millennials and gen z generations are starting to think about living a more healthy lifestyle, even in their 20s and 30s. So we think we've got a lot of momentum with younger generations, as well as the generations right now and you know, older millennials, Gen X, and certainly boomers that are, are certainly thinking about their health and wellness. And you brought, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. And then there's just the last point that, I, that, that I'll make around that is that we've seen some interesting prioritization as well. One of the responses that we saw that we found interesting from that survey was that a large percentage of consumers are more likely to prioritize their health and wellness over you know, their expenses on coffee. So back to your question about inflation, as prices are going up for consumers, where are they going to focus their money? People are prioritizing their health and wellness, even over things like coffee, um, streaming services and cable and things like that, that, you know, are historically um, kind of not even luxuries as part of their daily habits, right? But they're, they're willing to prioritize their health and wellness. I was just going to jump in earlier and say, you nailed it, right? Like, because <laughs> I'm middle-aged, I have kids that are growing up uh, in their 20, early 20s, late teens. And that is, they're very conscious on on nutrition, on on how they live, on taking care of the world, the planet, right? All these things are are very true. And and of course, the millennial generation is very large. I didn't realize as large as uh, bigger than the the boomer uh, generation. And so we have lots of people flowing through um, uh, with that mindset, right? To to, to do it early. And as a middle-aged person, you know, I do feel that way. I definitely want to do more. I'm, I'm, I'm an outdoors person, but ultimately uh, to do that well, the older you get, you have to be focused on your health. And um, and there's so many amazing ways to do it that make it easier, I think, right? Um, which I think is part of what uh, Restore does is, is make it a little bit easier to make it a part of your lifestyle. But with, with that said, I mean, obviously your growth has been phenomenal. And it's, I, I was kind of uh, laughing a little bit when you said I was offered a job in 2020, right? Just to start in 2020, thinking if you had only known, right? No, but yeah. it, it actually worked out pretty well for you guys. Um, and at the end of the day, you've got a lot of momentum now. So tell us a little bit about as a CMO, you know, how you build systems and you scale or you deal with that rapid growth that you've now created this momentum since 2020. Now you're dealing with this rapid growth. How do you do that? Uh, as a CMO, what is your priority? I should say, what is the first thing you look at? 
Yeah. So there's a couple things, right? One is uh, just the total experience of, uh, of what, you know, consumers experience when they, uh, when they visit with Restore or engage with Restore. One of our differentiators, I think, is really the experience that we created in our, in our locations. Um, if you compare it to the, you know, the, the traditional healthcare experience, you know, physician's office, um, you know, you know, pretty impersonal, pretty cold. Um, you get very little time with your provider. And frankly, half of Americans don't even visit their doctor once a year. With Restore, we've created an experience that people look forward to. It's, um, it's fun. It's social. It's effective. It's transparent. Um, and people really look forward uh, to coming to Restore. And, and, and so, you know, our, we see our average member come in about three times a month. Um, they're doing on average about five services a month. Um, and the reason it's fun and social is because, uh, you know, people come in and do IV drips together. They sit there instead of going and grabbing a cup of coffee, they'll go and do an IV drip together or compression together and, and hang out and talk. Um, people will do cryotherapy together. The, the uh, cryotherapy chambers that we design and manufacture as restore and put in our locations. Uh, we have two versions of it. One is called the two cool um, because it fits two people at a time. And we've got a four cool that fits four people at a time. So we see people that are friends, um, workout buddies, things like that, that will actually come in and do cryotherapy together. Um, our saunas uh, fit two people as well. So there's a social aspect to what we do that makes it um, kind of a really fun experience. You layer on top of that, our personnel, um, you know, our, our wellness advisors in the, uh, in the studios, our uh, registered nurses in the studios, who really work on developing a relationship with our clients and getting to understand what their uh, healthcare goals are, maybe what some of their pain points or issues are, and putting them on a path to kind of really helping them feel their best um, and accomplish those goals. And, you know, I think the, that experience is highly differentiated from the traditional healthcare system and people look forward to, to going. So, uh, you know, top priority is ensuring that we maintain that we have an 85 and, uh, net promoter score. Um, and we want to make sure that we maintain that and continue to uh, provide the best experience possible and continue to lay our, layer on um, incremental improvements to that experience. So I would say wow. that's priority number one. Uh, priority number two, I would say, is just the simplification of, um, of the, the funnel, right? That franchising comes with this inherent complication where you've got um, national uh, brand fund dollars where the franchisees are contributing 2% of their, uh, of their income into this national marketing fund. And you're doing kind of uh, awareness and interest kind of level campaigns uh, at a national level. But then every franchisee is spending money on their local studio um, to drive leads and, you know, bookings and, uh, and, and, and new appointments into their individual studios. So if I think of 100, having 170 locations open today um, and we'll continue to open, you know, 75 or more locations every year for the foreseeable future, that's a lot of different individual funnels that you have to manage if you don't simplify the marketing process, the marketing funnel. And um, so that's kind of the big thing for me in Q4 and going into next year is how do we 
continue to simplify the marketing experience, simplify the marketing funnel um, to make it easier for our franchisees, to make it easier for our marketing team who you know, needs to maintain um, kind of a level of focus. And, and it kind of goes back to that total experience for the consumer as well. We don't want to confuse consumers because we've got all these different marketing funnels happening. We want it to be one seamless funnel. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I mean, simplicity, right? It is what attracts all of us now, especially in the in the world we're in. Um, so tell me, you were kind of going down the path. Uh, I was thinking as you were talking, as you were talking about the locations and the, and the individual businesses, how important is it for integration marketing to occur, right? So I'm thinking of sports, like reaching out to the community, all franchisees, uh, like to do typically in most models. And I'm thinking what an amazing compliment it would be to anything athletic, anything wellness, any an employee benefit, right? Yeah. An amazing employee. In fact, maybe one of the coolest employee benefits I can think of, right? <laughs> I wish I had that. Um, but yeah, tell me more about your thoughts there. And then I was going to ask you a little bit about technology, but, but tell me your thoughts about how the outreach occurs, or do you do, do you foster some of that? Or you, are you thinking of those types of partnerships? Uh, we are thinking about those types of partnerships, uh, you know, at a national level, it gets a bit more difficult because we'd have to find the right, um, you know, uh, partners that have a national presence in all the communities or most of the communities where we're in. And so we are exploring some of those, but we're going to be very, uh, discerning about what partnerships we do at that level. We provide coaching to the franchisees so that they can go out and do community development in and around their locations. Um, and to your point, you know, yes, there's a, there's definitely a layup around anything that has to do with that athletics. Um, about a quarter of our audience visits Restore um, for athletic performance and recovery. And that's everything from the student athlete to the weekend warrior to the pro athlete. Um, but then, you know, we've got about 36% of our clients come in for, you know, over, overall health and wellness. Um, about 15% come in because they're managing um, an injury or some type of chronic pain. And about 15% come in uh, for kind of longevity um, and, um, you know, maybe some level of kind of biohacking too that are kind of more avid, you know, kind of passionate um, folks in that space. And so we really do have to, in a lot of ways, kind of market to everybody. And from a grassroots perspective, community development perspective, there's opportunities to develop relationships with um, the local high schools, at least, um, where, you know, the, um, the student um, sports teams, the student, you know, performing arts teams, and things like that, who are all high-performing kids that are, you know, all trying to get an edge these days on, on, on their level of performance can come in and use some of our services that are appropriate for their age. Um, it oftentimes becomes a family affair from that perspective. We oftentimes see, you know, parents that get their, you know, daughter or son a membership because they're getting into um, competitive sports. And then they come in to restore so frequently that at some point they're like, well, shoot, I should probably be doing this. This would probably help me. And then they become a member as well. Um, I definitely think there's opportunity for, from a um, kind of small business corporate wellness kind of perspective, particularly for the smaller businesses that can't um, afford necessarily or aren't at a place where they can afford or offer health insurance 
we've had um, small businesses partner with us to be able to provide their employees some health benefit by having access to a certain amount of services or at least a discount on services and things like that, um, which helps them because, you know, if we can help reduce the number of sick days that they have, um, improve the, you know, happiness and productivity of their employees because they have um, access to these services, then that can obviously be like very, you know, helpful um, uh, and, and just a, you know, good business for a small business owner. You know, one of the proof points around that is even just with our um, HQ team here at, at Restore Corporate, everybody has access to um, free what we call core services. Those are cryotherapy, sauna, red light, and compression. We get free services. Um, and then we get one uh, free IV drip a month uh, as well. And what we've seen since we've been offering those things is that our insurance premiums have actually gone down as a company because we have such a healthy company. And you think of that in the context of the last two years, and we're probably one of the more unique um, businesses in the country right now. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. I mean, and I, I do want to talk a little bit about digital marketing, because I know you have a background there too. Um, but that, you know, it's just amazing the ways that a franchisee could build a business, right? Real stable, multi-channel, uh, lots of strong relationships, different kinds of relationships, just an amazing way to help the community and build a business. So I just didn't want to lose that point because I agree with you. And, and yeah, I mean, I think your employees, if, if it were that, they would be, it'd be they feel better. They're, they have more energy. They're, they're performing better in theory, right? Um, so amazing. So, so with digital marketing, I wanted to ask, you know, and you have a view of, of as you said, you know, hundreds of locations and how are they performing? What's happening? Is there something that you have used or that you feel really good about, or maybe you want to get involved with locally in terms of digital marketing? Is there something you want to roll out or, or are doing now that you think has been a game changer at the local level? Yeah. From a digital marketing perspective, I really think of it, you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of just the startup playbook, right? There's when you're going to get into digital marketing and you've got you know limited budgets um, as a small business owner or as a startup, um, the first place to start spending is in, in paid search, right? Because you just want to capture um, as much of the um, bottom of the funnel intent that is already there. There's a, a level of demand that's already there um, that you want to capture and convert. And then you start to layer on things like um, Facebook with you know Facebook and, and, and Instagram advertising to drive a little bit more you know proactive awareness um, at, at kind of middle and top of the funnel. And you know when I, when I look at our business, uh, the two modalities that have the most consumer awareness, and this is even just you know uh, a little over two years ago when I started. Um, the, the most consumer awareness already existed around cryotherapy and IV drips. And so that's where we put our money from a paid search perspective. And even from a, a Facebook perspective was highlighting those two modalities with some uh, first-time customer deal. You know, it might be something like a $10 first-time cryo or a $69 first-time um, like three-pack of cryo and then a 50% off your first IV drip just to get people in the door, again, make it even more affordable and accessible. And because there was a level of awareness around those two modalities, those were the better performing ones. 
we tried doing advertising on some of the other modalities that were less well known. And it just wasn't um, uh, as effective from an advertising perspective. So we pretty quickly came to that conclusion that that's where we'll put our money as far as highlighting the services that we offer and then ensure we bring them in. And then we got to provide a really good in-studio experience of educating those consumers on the other things that we offer, how to pair them well for better effects and things like that. The, you know, more affordability when you sign up for a membership those types of things. You just have to be able to sell and consult well in the studio and really focus the lead generation um, that you're using in advertising or in digital um, on the most effective, you know, kind of performing advertising. I think now for us, uh, sorry, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to inject and say that's exactly, I mean, of course, that this is why you're doing what you're doing, but I, I love the breakdown of what you're saying. Right. So get them in the door with things they're aware of now. As the awareness expands, that'll evolve. But once they're in the door, man, like they become your salespeople, right? They 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 get excited, changing the way they feel. It's it could be a social thing, but yeah, very much about and then the depth of of the services that you have, right? So the the, the lifetime value, those types of figures start to be really attractive. So you can afford to bring people in through paid advertising and then grow it from there. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's, that's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's definitely where we've kind of pointed from like a lead gen demand generation perspective. Um, since we've launched the brand uh, really in earnest here, now we are layering on more kind of awareness consideration campaigns um, we expanded our channels. So, so just to, you know, for your audience, you know, we launched our new website in, um, in March. That were, really was the kickoff of our new branding that we were launching. Uh, at the same time, we launched our first national uh, advertising campaign with a, an ad that we produced that really features kind of four of our key personas in the video. Um, we we uh, cut 60, 30, and four 15-second spots. And we run those, and this is where we expanded our channels. We run those, yes, on Facebook and Instagram, but we also uh, run that on YouTube, um, on Hulu and other connected TV channels. And this is where we are now trying to drive more, more awareness for the Restore experience. Um, we obviously show people using modalities in the ads, but the bigger thing that we're trying to communicate there is this um, fun, social, transparent um, experience that people are having in the studios. And then they're out in the world doing more of the things that they love to do. Um, and once we, and basically the way that we work that funnel then is people that have viewed that video, view rates of 90% or more on Facebook and YouTube, um, we remarket them or retarget them with uh, shorter ads, so the, the 15 second spots, or we remarket them within the um, kind of direct response deals that I was mentioning earlier around cryo and IV drips. So, first touch is let's make net new customers aware of Restore. We actually exclude anybody that's um, ever visited restore.com uh, in that targeting and any existing customers. We're trying to just hit next, you know, net new customers hit them with this exciting video that shows the experience and then we market them and educate them down the funnel until they show up in our studio. 
That's amazing. Well, you know, listen, I, I appreciate the input. Um, it's been a great conversation. Before we wrap things up today, is there anything that you wanted to leave the audience with? Uh, any thoughts, any, any learnings from the last three years since you've been in the franchise industry, bringing all this wealth of knowledge that you have? A anything you want to leave with the audience? Yeah, I think... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll break the rules and leave you with two things, if that's okay. You know, from a you know professional perspective on the on the marketing front, you know, really focus on the mission and um, enrolling consumers into that mission. Right? For us, it's uh, to make hyper wellness accessible and affordable, so people can feel their best and do more of what they love. We want our consumers to feel that they can aspire to that and attain that with Restore. And so being uh, mission-focused from a kind of marketing perspective. And then on a personal front, invest in your health. It's small habits. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing. You know, invest in small habits that make a lot of a uh, you know, big difference in your, in your health in the long term. Excellent. Excellent. Is there a website you want to share with the audience, maybe on both fronts, if... if there's somebody interested in getting into the business side of things and or they just want to see uh, about a local service or, or location. Yeah, sure. So our website is restore.com and um, you can find us there. If you are a consumer and want to go try out some of the services, you can kind of find a location near you. And uh, if you're a prospective franchisee that's interested in this business and wants to get involved, you can still go to restore.com and uh, right there in our navigation, you can uh, click the link to the franchising and fill out a form and we'll be in touch. Well, David, I appreciate your time, your thoughts, your ideas, and you know, wish you continued success with the brand and, and excited to see where, uh, where that goes. And so it's great having you. I want to thank the audience for being with us today. And we look forward to our next episode here on Franchise Marketing Radio. Thanks again to our sponsor, IDS. Have a great day and bye for now.